je le ferai. Nothing personal word of the day is je le ferai. That's French for I'll do it. I will do it. Je, I, le, it, ferai. Do. That's the future tense of the verb fair. I'll do it. What am I talking about? I'm here to save the day. Not me, David Sampson. Welcome to Nothing Personal. Today is March 9th, 2021. I'm talking about J squared. Jerry Jones comes in like Wonder Dog. I think that's the show. I'm here to save the day. Last night, about 6.45 p.m., big news breaking. So much news yesterday. So much to get to today. Let's get started with Dak Prescott. Loyal Nothing Personal listeners on October 13th, 2020. You heard me saying a way to see that Dak Prescott will not get a long-term deal from the Dallas Cowboys. He basically mangled his ankle, leg, compound, bone through the sock, recovering ahead of schedule. Everything's great. I still said the Cowboys, they're just not going to do it. They're going to franchise tag him. They're going to take the cap hit this year, and they're going to figure it out. There's too many quarterbacks available. Ruh-roh, I was wrong. Wait to see. Dak Prescott has signed a long-term deal, and here's how it went down. Stephen Jones is Jerry Jones's son. Stephen Jones is involved in all aspects of the organization of the Dallas Cowboys. Stephen Jones was negotiating with Dak Prescott. This has been going on ad infinitum. Every, every day you hear negotiations break down between Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Dak asks for four years. The Cowboys demand five. Back and forth, back and forth. No deal, deal, no deal. There's definitely not a deal. There could be a deal, but now there's not a deal because there was a disagreement. Therefore, we're not going to talk anymore. Let's play football, they said. So last year, they started playing football. He gets hurt. No more talk of long-term deals. No leaks. No rumors. No nothing. All of a sudden, the reports are coming out that the Dallas Cowboys have emailed reporters that they actually do, in fact, have a deal a four-year, $160 million deal. Give me deets. And then we started getting deets sort of leaking in one at a time. It may be up to 164 over four years. The signing bonus is $66 million. Why does that number matter? Where do you get 66? That's a devilish kind of number. Where do you get it from? Oh, let's look at the list of all-time signing bonuses. Aaron Rodgers, nope. He's not the number one. Russell Wilson, he was the number one at $65 million. So Dak Prescott said, mm, I have an idea. I want to be number one, $66 million. All right, how much of that is guaranteed? That's important, right? You got to know the guaranteed money in the deal. $126 million out of the 160 is guaranteed. Pretty good. How much are you going to make in year one, Dak? Huh? No, no, that can't be right. Let me let me surf the web and let me get a better rumor. It's official. Dak Prescott will make an unprecedented $75 million this year between signing bonus and salary. Yet, and this is why the NFL salary cap is a joke, and this is why people are employed with the sole purpose of getting around the salary cap. That's what they do for, hey, what do you do for a living? Hi, I work at a company. What kind of company do you work for? I work at a sports team. What do you do with that sports team? I work on the cap. 
You mean like a swimming cap, like a baseball cap? You develop caps, you design caps? No, no, the salary cap. Oh, you tell the GM what the salary cap is? No, 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 I don't do that either. Well, I'm sorry, what do you do then? Oh, no, you don't really do that. Yes, I do for a living. I find out what the best way is to break the rules. Well, it's not really breaking the rules, right? Well, it's not breaking the rules. It's just getting around the rules and diving headfirst into the loophole, which is the size of the sun. So Dak Prescott is getting 75 million. Yet the salary cap hit for the Cowboys is $22.2 million. So hear me now and listen to me later. The Cowboys found a way to have a salary cap hit for Dak Prescott of $22.2 million. They're actually going to pay him out $75 million. If they had franchise tagged him, which is what I thought they were going to do, the salary cap hit would have been $37.7 million. So they saved $15.5 million on the salary cap. And they got Dak Prescott signed. And they gave in and only gave him four years. But they're saying it's a six-year deal, but it's voidable. It's really only a four-year deal. They made it a six-year deal for more salary cap shenanigans. So it is an absolute four-year, Dak got what he want. $126 million guaranteed, Dak got what he want. $75 million in the first year, Dak got what he want. What he wanted. Highest signing bonus ever, Dak got what he wanted. So I'm just curious, what exactly did Stephen Jones accomplish in negotiating this deal with the player who had never been injured? It's the same as how I accomplished signing Giancarlo to 325 over 13. What do you think? I jumped up and down screaming during the press conference. We did it. We are the champions. We are the champions. We gave and we gave and we gave and we gave until it hurt. And then we gave a little more. But then we get to say we signed our franchise player. Whoop-de-doo. Except, of course, Jerry Jones couldn't let it be known that way. That couldn't be the narrative. The narrative couldn't be we got the player signed at a reasonable deal. The narrative couldn't be this is so great for the Dallas Cowboys. Because it's not. So here's what Jerry Jones does. It's pretty good, right? He puts the E. I don't know how, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm trying to make an E like they do in the YMCA, which is much easier. I don't know how you do an E. I'm trying to do an E. He puts the E in ego. It leaked out no sooner than 10 minutes after the deal was released. That Stephen Jones did a decent job. Good job, Stevie boy but I had to come in and save the day. He walked in like a bat out of hell and said, I'll take care of it. And you know how Jerry Jones took care of it? He gave till it hurt. And then he gave just a tiny bit more. That's really saving the day there, Jerry. Was that the GM who saved the day or the owner? I'm going to say it was the owner, right? Makes more sense. They're saying how it all happened. And it made me laugh. They're saying it all happened in a day. Stephen Jones, let it be known that he contacted the agent, Todd France. They ramped up the talks and they were ramped up so much that the deal was done in basically one day. <laughs> I was involved in a lawsuit once over the word basically. The word basically is a phenomenally interesting word. Basically, one day. Well, does that mean it was one day? 
the lawsuit that I was involved in is I had a deal. We had a deal with a group of people that was basically finished. And we argued basically finished is finished. We had to dot a few T's, cross a few I's. I like mixing those up because I think it's ridiculous to say dot I's. Who dots an I anymore? Who crosses a T? Everyone types everything. So I always say dot the T and cross the I. Not always, once in a while. That was a bit hyper, a bit of hyperbole. So Stephen Jones basically got it done in a day. I'm just curious as Coke and I went through the rundown. This is episode 326 of Nothing Personal with David Sampson, produced by the great Matthew Coca. What was going on in the last three years when they've been negotiating this deal? We've covered this topic myriad times. So you may say that you got it done in one day. And what you mean is that today was the day you decided to negotiate against yourself and give in. Anybody can do a deal in basically one day. Hello, my name is Steven. Hello, Todd. Todd, I got a quick question. What is it again? I forgot it so long ago. What did Dak want? He wanted four done. What else did he want? He wanted 126 guaranteed. All right, I'm going to have to speak to Jerry, the GM, because, oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to have to speak to Jerry, the owner, because Jerry, the GM, is not even involved in these talks. I'm your captain now. My name is Steven. I'm taking over but I'm going to have to go to Jerry, the owner. Can we get this done? Just you and just you and I, I think that's Eddie rabbit and crystal Gale, but that may not be it. Just you and I making our dreams together. That's Steven Jones and Todd France talking. A lot of dreams being made. No, couldn't get it done. So calling Jerry, the owner, Jerry walks in, sees the list of issues. Check. No, no problem. Check. No, no problem. Oh, you want to be 31 at the end of the deal so you can resign again at 32? Check. No problem. Oh, you want to beat Russell Wilson? Ooh, let me think about that. Check. And wouldn't you know it that the media is all over this deal and they're saying the following. This deal proves the health of football and the guarantee that the next TV deal is going to be huge. So let me get this straight. You want me to convince you, the listener, that I agree with the take that with more TV money coming down the pike, it was okay for Dallas to sign Dak to the numbers now, but a year ago during COVID and when they just were so uncertainty with gate revenue and future revenue, with the salary cap taking a hit over the next few years, what happened is the NFL contacted the Cowboys and every other team and said, listen here, gentlemen, your TV revenue is going to increase by double. Good luck. Start spending like drunken soldiers because the cap is going to skyrocket to the moon. So do your math accordingly. Do you know what Major League Baseball would do when we had a new TV deal coming? Bud Selig was the king of this. It was great. He would contact the teams, let us know about a new TV deal so we could plan accordingly to raise our payrolls. Wink, wink. What he'd actually say is the new TV deal is coming, but I have no idea how much of that I'm going to be distributing to you. So if you spend like drunken soldiers, just be aware that all the money that you think is coming to you from the central fund may not be distributed and therefore you're going to be cash flow poor. So you sure you want to sign those players? Are you sure? Are you super sure? I feel like saying Coca. 
I'm feeling like Rick James. Super freak. She's super freaky. No, 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 no. How happy is Dak? This deal was not done because the NFL is going to get a new TV deal. This deal was not done for any other reason than Jerry Jones felt as though that he wanted the extra salary cap room, did not want to franchise tag Dak for a second time, did not want Dak to be unhappy. And there's been so much losing, not because of Dak. He saw Dak get injured last year after game five, which is still a risk, obviously. And then he saw Andy Dalton come in and do a great job of losing games. Jerry Jones, the owner, realized that he's got to fire Jerry Jones, the GM, soon because the team hasn't won in forever. So Jerry Jones, the owner, said, screw it. We're going to keep the franchise quarterback. We're going to make him happy. And then we're going to get on our knees, clasp our hands together, and pray to the almighty God of the National Football League that one time, one time, we can get back to the superest of bulls. Good luck. I think he's got a better chance of winning the bracket that I'm doing. It's March, by the way. Are we clear on that? It's March. That means March Madness. If you don't love CBS and March Madness, then you're not paying attention. But before March Madness, the NCAA tournament starts, there are conference tournaments. So CBS is doing something that's pretty cool. I've already done it. I've signed up for it. There's six tournaments, right? You've got the Big 10, the Big 26, the Pac-17, the SEC, and the Big East. And all you do is fill out a bracket on cbssports.com backslash conference. And if you win, you have a chance to win 10 grand. That's a stack. That's Matt Damon rounders, right? Which I'm Malkovich paid man his money. You can win a stack. So go to cbssports.com backslash conference. I already did. I filled out the bracket for the big 17 and I picked the Badgers. They play Thursday. But why do it with your head when you can do it with your heart? Why would you ever bet with your head when you are a Badger? I think the Badgers will win the Big Ten tournament, and I think they'll go on and win the NCAA tournament. And one of these years, I'm going to be right, because I pretty much say it every time. So Dak is rich. I'm going to win 10 grand for sure in the cbssports.com backslash conference bracket play. You got to get on that today, like right now. Well, not right now. In like 31 minutes is when you should do it. So Dak is rich. Who else is rich? A lot of players. Oh, let's talk about Lindor, Coca. Francisco Lindor. He's the Cleveland Indian shortstop. Sorry, Cleveland. I know you're listening. I know out there you're listening. He's not the Indian shortstop. He's the Mets shortstop. He's part of the reason why the Mets are going to not win the NL East. He's really good. The Mets are good, but I don't think they're as good as Atlanta. We'll do brackets and playoffs and predictions later for MLB. The Mets leaked out yesterday that they are beginning long-term contract talks with Francisco Lindor. And they said that they want to do Lindor first before they start working on Michael Conforto. Remember, those are the two players that the Mets want to sign and were the two reasons the new Mets owner, Steve Cohn, and the new Mets president, Sandy Alderson, those were the two reasons they gave for not signing Bauer, for not signing JT Relamuto, for not signing Springer when Springer wanted a sixth year and the Mets only offered five, for not matching or surpassing the Bauer offer in terms of immediate cash flow, even though Bauer wanted to go to LA, you know that. 
So does that mean the Mets are going to sign Lindor and Conforto? Let's think about this. How's this going to go? Well, first, Stephen Jones is going to call Lindor's agent. Then he's going to say, Sandy, I've got this. I know I work for the Cowboys, but I'm super good at negotiating. And he's going to walk in and he's going to say, all right, we've had this conversation before. Here's the deal. We've got Mookie Betts here. You're not Mookie Betts. I'm not Mookie Betts. Of course I'm Mookie Betts. I'm not. Okay. Are there any other shortstops who have signed long-term deals? Hmm. Let's think about that. Alex Rodriguez, 252 over 10. That was one. Is that a good one? No, that's a bad example. That's a bad example, Francisco, because, you know, he was doing steroids. So don't, don't, don't say that. Huh. Anyone else? I don't care, Francisco says. Just do for me what you said you'd do for me before you traded for me. I'm so sick and tired of teams because we did it too. So careful that they're not tampering, that they mislead the public. They mislead the media. If you think that the Mets are sitting down with Lindor and his agent for the first time today, I've got 20 bridges I'd like to sell you. It's not 21. I know that's the name of the movie, but there's a tunnel included in there. There's 20 bridges off Manhattan. That's it. I counted like 20 times wondering why in the hell they named the movie 21 Bridges. It's ridiculous. You could say 21 exits. I've got 20 bridges to sell you. <sighs> I wonder what Michael Conforto thinks. Why am I second? I've been on the team first. I've got huge, huge power numbers. I'm really good, aren't I? Do you think Lindor will sit down and say, I told you I would sign for 250 over 10, but then Tatis signed. I think I'm better than Tatis. I've done more than Tatis. I've been more successful than Tatis. Tatis has 143 major league games. I'm about to be a free agent. There's no arbitration years the way the Padres gave Tatis. Tatis is at 31 in his free agent years. That's where I need to be. Give me 31 times 10, 310, and you got a deal. I know I said 250, but I meant 310. That's what Lindor is saying to Stephen Jones. The Mets have a real problem here. And the problem they have is that all the agents are talking. All of those shortstops are going to free agents at the end of the year. You've got Trevor Story of the Rockies. You've got Carlos Correa of the Astros. You've got... Uh, uh, Pete Seeger of the uh, of the Dodgers. You've got Javi Baez of the Cubs. They're all going to be free agents. Sorry, Coca. It is not Pete Seeger. Pete Seeger is a singer, a folk singer, who sings a song that I can't think of, but I sing it all the time that everyone has covered. What is Pete Seeger's famous song? I want to say Row, Row, Row Your Boat, but it's not. Oh, Blowing in the Wind, that's Bob Dylan. How many roads must a man walk down? It's Corey Seager. Sorry, Corey. So Lindor's got all these free agents who are, all these shortstops who are free agents. He's got one young kid who was not a free agent who signed that huge $340 million deal. The Mets have a problem because he's going to want them to match it in terms of free agent numbers. If the Mets give Lindor 31, are they going to give 
Conforto 25 in his free agent years. So that's $56 million of position players. And you're saying to me, that's still below what the Padres are doing with Machado and Tatis who are over 30 each. So that should be good. The Mets are a large market team and they want to be the Yankees. If you want to be the Yankees, you got to have two players who make that kind of money. What about Pete Alonso, the big bear? What are you going to do when DeGrom's deal runs out? Big decisions teams have to make. Who do you go to bed with? They know Conforto better than Lindor. They lived with Lindor for trois semaines. Un, deux, trois. Trois semaines, say two. Three weeks. It is very dangerous. The Dodgers did it with Mookie Betts, I grant you. Teams do it because they know the guy, they think. It's dangerous. But it says here, right here, right now, wait to see. Lindor will sign a long-term deal with the Mets. It's going to happen. That's an official way to see, Coca. The Mets, however, are dealing with another issue that Steve Cohn has to wrap his arms around, and it is a very complicated issue. It's an issue that is... I'm trying to say it in a way that is not complicated. It's called revenue sharing. Revenue sharing is a concept that was born for large market teams to share revenue with small market teams in order to attempt to achieve competitive balance and level the playing field. Revenue sharing is the bane of large market teams existence and the lifeline for small market teams. Without revenue sharing, the Marlins would not survive. The Rays would not survive. The Brewers would not survive. The Pirates would not survive. It goes on and on. My view of revenue sharing was very simple. Screw you, big market teams, because you're hiding money from me anyway. Don't tell me up in New York that your TV deal with Yes Network is as low as you reported for revenue sharing. Horse hockey. Don't tell me that Fenway Sports Group isn't generating money and Nesson isn't generating money for you, John Henry, one of the great small market hawks when he owned the Marlins and then turned his back and thumbed his nose at small markets when he took over the Red Sox. <coughs> Excuse me. I just got away from myself. I'm schwitzing. I'm sweating. I'm coughing. My diaphragm is not working properly. You've got to speak from the diaphragm. Or else when you get worked up, you're going to cough and sneeze. Hachoo! 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 John Henry, one of the great small market hawks when he owned the Marlins, all of a sudden goes to the Red Sox, says, F you, small markets. And he hides money like there's no tomorrow. Dodgers, huge revenue sharing payors. Huge. Yeah, they don't hide money. Don't you worry. Well, the Mets, if they are going to be what Steve Cohn wants them to be, they're going to be revenue sharing payors. Why am I talking revenue sharing? Because MLB announced something yesterday. Fascinating. MLB, as an industry, the commissioner's office, has taken a line of credit, a loan. They've gone to the banks and they've gotten money. The collateral they use to borrow money is national TV deals. There is a line of credit 
let me try to sum this up in a very, very economics 101 way. Central baseball makes money. That's the commissioner's office. They sign national sponsorship deals. They sign national broadcast deals. They sign international broadcast deals. All of that money comes in. They pay the commissioner. They pay the deputy commissioner. They pay the other deputy commissioner. They pay the staff members. They pay rent on their building in New York. How's that going during COVID? They just moved to a brand new building away from Park Avenue. They're on 6th Avenue now. They pay all the infrastructure. Then they distribute money to the 30 teams equally. The Marlins and the Yankees get the same distribution from the central fund, except not all money is distributed, as I said earlier in the show. They secret the money away in a segregated account. It counts as an asset to the league. You own one thirtieth of that asset, but it doesn't help with your asset valuation when you sell your team. But it's just sort of rainy day fund for a strike or a lockout work stoppage or when there's time of COVID. When teams need money, MLB goes to the banks and secures a huge line of credit from a bank or a a syndicate of banks where every team can borrow. Let's just make up a number and say it's $70 million. So that's a $2.1 billion line split amongst 30 teams guaranteed by central fund revenue that teams get to borrow and use for either asset acquisition, or you can use it for operating losses. It's your money to use. On top of that, individual teams have their own debt that they go out and they secure with local revenue, or they secure with personal wealth of an owner, with personal guarantees. When you buy a team, you look at the revenue and the expenses. When you are a small market team, one of your biggest revenue lines, our biggest revenue line was revenue sharing. When revenue sharing disappears, your team loses money. Last year in 2020, there was no revenue sharing. Teams like the Marlins, the Pirates got absolutely crushed. Yes, they didn't pay as much in salaries because of the prorated season, but they count on revenue sharing. They got crushed. However, with no gate, the big market teams get crushed more than the small market teams because by definition, there's more people. It hurts the Cardinals more than the Marlins when there's no gate. It hurts the Cubs more than the Pirates. Okay, pretty easy math. 2021 is happening and MLB said revenue sharing is back. However, we are gonna borrow money as a league. We are gonna give money to the revenue sharing payors And we are going to give them that money so they can give it into the revenue sharing system to the revenue sharing payees. We are not asking the large market teams to generate that revenue locally. We're not asking them to generate that money from their own net worth or their own personal lines of credit or their team level debt. We are going to fund 50% of your revenue sharing bill. Hmm. That's very nice. The Marlins say, thank you so much. The Dodgers say, thank you so much. But now there's a fight. One large market executive said that money's never going to get repaid. A league source said, a source, not a name, a source said, you're goddamn right, it's going to get repaid. 
That's a very big deal to small market teams because if large market teams do not have to repay, that means large market teams are getting a 50% sub. I was going to say substance. That's not it. Unbelievable. A Tuesday brain fat sustenance. That's when you get food. What is it, Coca, when someone gives you something to help you pay something? Are you kidding me? Substantance. A substance. A substance. Substance. Chinskin. Fortune. Nugent. All right. I'm going to say I don't know the word, and I'm going to say that Coke is on the can because I can't hear a word he's saying. Hello. Hello. Coca. Subsidy. Subsidize. Thank you. He's back. Did you have to really look at that? I can't believe I couldn't think of that word. The small market teams keep saying that's that's BS. The large market teams are getting their revenue sharing subsidized. And all of a sudden, they have 50% more money to sign more players, increase their payrolls because there's no cap, or to secrete money away for next season or the next season. And my window to win as a small market or a mid-market team is getting smaller and smaller. This is wrong, which is why Major League Baseball came out and said, no, 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 they've got to pay. But they didn't put a name to it. Here's what I say. Exceptions will be made. Major League Baseball, because they're good at this, will punish teams who don't behave. You're signing guys to $40 million a year, to $340 million contracts, young guys, you're going to have to pay your revenue sharing. Ooh, you're keeping your payroll down? Thank you so much. We may give you a break. We may give you a period of time to pay it back because you're having some problems. I get it. Your casinos aren't open. Your retail shops aren't doing well. The real estate you own isn't paying. Your stock's down. We'll give you a little bit of a leash. But in return, you better not sign stupid contracts. And guess what? That's not the biggest issue with revenue sharing. The biggest issue with revenue sharing is the fight that's about to happen between large market teams and small market teams. The 1994-1995 strike in baseball, which is before some of you were born, that was a strike in large part because owners were fighting so much they couldn't sit in the same room together. My first owners meeting in baseball was in 1999, five years after the strike started, four years after the strike ended. And there was still talk in the room about the coalition of small market teams who got together, the coalition of large market teams who got together and how they did not ever give. They could not come to an agreement about any provisions in a CBA. They hated each other. Bud Selig brokered a peace and then continued to broker peace for the next 20 years. Rob Manford has a tough job. These are a bunch of new owners who have much higher prices and points of entry. And believe you me, there is going to be fighting. That should be your biggest worry. But with MLB announcing that they're funding 50% of 2021's revenue sharing, this is Rob Manford beginning the process of solidifying the ranks and having a big kumbaya that is necessary to get a collective bargain agreement done. When we come back, we're going to review a movie with the Golden Globe winner, and we're going to talk about a way to see that we 
absolutely nailed on Friday. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Through the first round of the NBA playoffs, it's still all about the Celtics and the Nuggets. Will it be a likely matchup between the two powerhouses for the NBA championship? You can bet on the Celtics to beat the Nuggets at plus 400, or the Nuggets to beat the Celtics at plus 425, right now. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SAMSON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Quite in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson along with... The great producer, Matthew Cocalicious. Thank you for making it through the gauntlet of ads and reads, etc. Don't forget to do your bracket, cbssports.com backslash conference. You can win 10K, a stack of money. Thank you for downloading and subscribing. And this I'm serious about. I was serious about the cbssports.com backslash conference too, because I work at CBS and so does Coca. Therefore, we're serious about it. The commercials are good, right? You're downloading, you're subscribing. We keep setting records every month. Coco, are we on track for a record in March? Each month has been a record month over month, year over year. It's because of you and telling your friends the fact that you download and subscribe, you watch on YouTube. Thank you. So we watch a movie every day. I was told by many of you, I get suggestions all the time and I really do appreciate it. I, I, I have so many movies to review right now. I love watching them. Someone said, please give me your opinion of I care a lot. And boy, do I care about that movie. Rosamund Pike is in the movie, along with the woman from Baby Driver who dated John Hamm in the movie, whose name escapes me. Great actress, beautiful. Interesting script. I care a lot is about a scam. Diane Weist is in it. Her name is Elza Gonzalez. Thank you, Coca. So here's what the movie's about. It's about the fact that there are people in this world who want to steal money from old people who don't know the difference and how a court system is out there that doesn't actually help, but it hurts. The movie was so distressing because you know that my dad, who recently passed away, was in the nursing home business for a lot of years. And he taught me a lot about care for elderly and how to do it right. How to have people when they get older have some modicum of attention, positive attention. This movie 
is not made up. That's the problem with it. It got to me because there's so many bad people in the world that every once in a while, even though I smile a lot, I'm in a good mood 95% of the time. I try to find the joy in everything. Even people who engage in sort of small time insurance fraud, I, I don't judge. I don't want you to break the law because it's stupid. The reason I'll never break the law is very simple. I think I may have told you this on nothing personal, but if I haven't, it's pretty simple. Do you know what I love about my life? I love that I can stand up right now and walk out the door right now. Hey, I'm done. See ya. Bye-bye. I'll see you in a week, a month, a year. I'll see you never. I have complete freedom. I'm not going to do anything where there's a chance that my meals are scheduled and I have no ability to exit. Exiting for me, even after years of therapy, the ability to exit is more important than oxygen for me. The court system makes it so they take charge of elderly people claiming it's in their best interest and there's no exit in sight. There's no ability to maneuver through the legal system. And the type of people who would take advantage of this, it simply makes me crazy. Rosamund Pike did not deserve the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a musical or comedy. She was fine. Sort of like the character in Gone Girl. The subject matter is tough. The ending is interesting. The movie is worth seeing. But what I'd like you to do when you're done with I Care A Lot is I want you to think about what you care about. Because the title is meant to mean that she cares about old people. She doesn't. She cares just about herself. So I want you to think when you're done with the movie, what do you care a lot about? Just make a list. Make a list like three deep. Three deep. Things that you actually care about. (sighs) What else happened today? Hey, we got to wait to see, right? You know what wait to see is, right? Wait to see is when we say something's going to happen. And if it happens, we'll tell you it happened. And we'll say, hey, we were right. If it doesn't happen, we'll tell you it didn't happen. And we'll say we were wrong. Remember when Dak Prescott signed the long-term deal earlier in the show? And I told you about a wait to see I had on October 13th, 2020, that Dak Prescott would not sign a long-term deal. That was only a half hour ago. That wait to see was wrong. Well, I had a wait to see about Les Miles. Les Miles is the coach of Kansas, who when he was in LSU, this is from Friday's show. Today is today is uh, March 9th. It is a checking, checking, checking Tuesday. So only a few days ago came out that Les Miles had a bit of a problem and he was being placed on administrative leave by Kansas. And I said, no, that's not going to last. Les Miles is going to get canned. Guess what happened last night at 11.45, 11.45. Ready for it? Are you ready? Jeff Long, the athletics director, by the way, on a side note, Jeff Long, the guy responsible for all this. Anyway, Jeff Long said, I'm extremely disappointed for our university fans and everyone involved with our football program. There's a lot of young talent on this football team, and I have no doubt we will identify the right individual to lead this program. Why would you have no right? Why would you have no doubt? I've got tons of doubt. You couldn't identify Les Miles correctly. You knew about LSU, didn't you? Did you vet? Did you do your homework? Did you get on the interweb? 
He continued, we'll begin the search for a new head coach immediately. Thank God. We're going to use an outside firm to assist in this process. Haven't you learned from nothing personal? Is an outside firm going to identify any candidate that you don't know about? Eyewash. Eyewash. And then he said the line of the day. We need to win football games. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So let me get this straight. Jeff Long, the athletic director for Kansas. Are you firing Les Miles because he didn't win enough games or because he's a misogynistic pig? I'm just asking, which is it? Granted, he didn't win games for Kansas, but you didn't fire him for that. You fired him when you had no choice, even though my guess is you didn't want to, but you had no choice. And in the statement that was approved by your president, he better have approved it. I'm going to say he didn't approve it because it's such a horse crap statement. You actually said we need to win football games. How about telling us what Les Miles did and saying how inexcusable that is? How about telling us that we're going to foment an atmosphere where women are comfortable and not objectified? How about saying that in Kansas, we will not stand for anyone, head coach of football or someone who is the assistant to the assistant traveling secretary. We will not stand for anyone to act in the way that makes women feel as though they do not belong or that makes it as though it is their looks that matter and not their brains. Nope. We need to win football games. These guys have so big an opportunity to do good statements. I mean, I want nothing personal to continue. And it seems like this show is going to continue forever. Because every time I think that people will listen to the show or figure out to hire the right people to write the right statements, outcome statements every single day. It's every day. That's why we're with you 45 minutes a day every single day because it's so much fun. Now, it's not fun what he did to those women. That's not fun. Les Miles is D-O-N-E. See you later. I think we got time. We got to talk about another coach. You asked me about this coach, so I'm going to talk about him. There's one more coach to talk about. You know what I want? I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. I appreciate that you do. That's from the movie called Half Baked. I actually wore in my rotation the Half Baked socks yesterday, but I couldn't lift my leg because I was sore from lifting stuff and not weights. So I'm wearing Challenged Athletes Foundation socks today because they follow the Half Baked socks. That's a movie. So you want to talk to Samson when you get in Twitter, David P. Samson. Hit follow, F-O-L-L-O-W. Ask a question in my DMs. Why... Was the coach of Creighton not fired like other coaches during this time of cancel culture? It's a tough question, and I wanted to get to it on the show. Remember we talked about Creighton and their coach? You do remember or you don't. I don't remember what day it was. That's the coach who when his name was Greg McDermott, and when he said in a psych-up speech, and we talked about psych-up speeches, as I recall, 
I need everyone here to stay in the plantation. We got to stick together and not leave the plantation. And there was a investigation. Do you remember that? Guess what? Creighton came out with its own statement. And Greg McDermott is not being fired. The statement talked about how wrong it was, but said that Greg has immediately apologized, has immediately realized how offensive his remarks were. He recognizes the use of the plantation analogy was egregious and has absolutely no place in our society. His remarks have caused significant hurt to many on our campus and in our community. He then goes on, this is the head of Creighton, to say that the coach is gonna participate in sensitivity training. That's a very popular thing that you make people do when you don't fire them, right? If you don't fire them, they've gotta do the training. If you fire them, forget it, they can do whatever they want. He's gonna speak to people on campus and off campus, all in an effort to continue his path to righteousness. What have we learned? What are the examples of people when they do something that you cannot come back from? I think we've found you can't come back from certain racial terms. You say the N-word, you're done, as well you should be. You say that women have great bodies and I wanna be with them and work with them, you're done. You invite a woman to your room, you're done. You sexually harass and send unwanted text messages, including dick pics, you are suspended, eventually fired. So there's a line. Coca reminded me when we were preparing for this show, hoping that I would get to it. Remember the head of Papa John's? Papa John's, he used the N-word and he uh, basically, Papa John's stock went to crap. They got rid of all of him doing his commercials. He's no longer there. He just said it's taken him 20 months. 20 months so far, he's been working on sensitivity training and getting better and understanding that the N-word's bad. It took him 20 months to get the N-word out of his vocabulary. I've never heard something more pathetic in my life. How long will it take Greg McDermott to get the P word out of his vocabulary? But I guess plantation, we now know that's not the third rail. That's the sensitivity training rail. That's the apologize and you can make it back rail. I feel as though we need to have a scorecard of what you can come back from and what you can't. And then thinking about what the scorecard would read, it occurred to me, if you need it written down, then you do not have the proper moral compass. There should be no question about what you can say and what you can't say, because the things you can't say are things that you should never ever say, nor should they be in your vocabulary. You need to be educated not to say the N-word or not to be racially insensitive or not to be a misogynist. That's disappointing. I appreciate your time today. That's our show. And I know you know this. It's just business. It's nothing personal.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.